Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the third entry concerning the objects I have had the displeasure of handling in Evidence Locker 13. In case you missed my previous entries, I will provide a brief explanation. Evidence Locker 13 is a collection of improvised... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Just weapons, devices, and crime scene artifacts verging on the edge of pure hellishness. This emporium of torture devices and booby traps is referred to within our Metropolitan Police Department as the Maniacs Museum. Object number 316. The Rostington Family Mace. In 1988, Alfred Rostington, son of farm owner Gabriel Rostington, was murdered in cold blood by the teenage sons of the neighbouring Anderson family. Alfred, at the time of his death, was 16 years old. His murder resulted from a feud between himself and the two Anderson boys. Gabriel Rostington discovered his son's body on the Anderson's property. Though the enmity between the boys was well known, his lawyer could not show sufficient evidence to produce a conviction. One week after the trial, the entire Anderson family were found brutally killed in their own home. Gabriel Rostington happily pleaded guilty to the atrocity, but refused to surrender the murder weapon. After an exhaustive search, police uncovered the grisly weapon buried in the woods adjacent to the Rostington's farm. Alfred Rostington's femur bone and skull were riveted together. Leather strips were wrapped around the base of the femur to create a handle, while the inner cavities of the skull were filled in with cement. Nine carpenter's nails, measuring seven inches in length, protruded outwards from the skull. The coroner's report confirmed that injuries present on the Anderson family's bodies were likely the result of this improvised mace. Object number 134, the Cold Stone. A unique name I know. The Cold Stone is a curious object that is yet to be fully identified. Spoiler alert, it's cold to the touch. I mean ice cold. Freaking freezing. I was allowed to touch it only briefly and with the protection of gloves. Under normal circumstances, the Cold Stone is handled with metal tongs. So, other than its temperature, what's the big deal? The Cold Stone wasn't discovered in the metropolitan area, but custody of it was transferred to our department because the local authorities didn't know what to do with it. It was found in a cornfield at the bottom of a crater. The dimensions of the crater are recorded to be 16 feet in diameter and 4.5 feet deep. 
There were no witnesses to its impact, and it's uncertain how long the crater had been there before its discovery. The peculiar part of the cold stone is the effects it has on local animal life. As I said, this object was found on farmland, and so the reported cases involved were in relation to injuries sustained by farm animals. Farmers began to notice their cattle and horses experiencing a difficulty in walking and general symptoms of discomfort. This continued for some time before the animals displayed waxy, discoloured flesh around their hooves. Many of the animals refused to stand. Sixteen cases of gangrene were recorded. Once authorities became involved, a veterinarian was called in to find the cause of these symptoms. His conclusion was that these animals were suffering from immersion foot, or as historians may more commonly recognise it, trench foot. Authorities were baffled by the revelation that farm animals were afflicted by a World War I era injury and, at first, no connection was made between the outbreak and the cold stone. There were no outlying fluctuations of ground temperature in the area and no reported cases affecting human subjects. Symptoms of trench foot quickly vanished when the cold stone was removed from the area and further investigation ceased. Many surmise that the cold stone is an extraterrestrial object due to the impact crater in which it was found. It is composed of a yet unknown material and the source of its extremely low temperature cannot be identified. The reason the stone is kept in the museum is the fact that it is clearly man-made. It is less of a stone than the name would suggest and instead resembles a smooth sphere about the size of a kiwi. Currently, this object is classed as a chemical weapon. Object number 160 The Devil's Piano The Devil's Piano is a true instrument of torture. It was used in only one instance by the electrician who designed it. To understand the workings of the piano, one must be familiar in the manner in which standard pianos produce music. When a key on a standard piano is depressed, it releases a hammer inside the instrument which strikes against a highly taut wire. The resulting vibration produces a note, dependent on the thickness and tautness of said wire. Now the strings inside the devil's piano are connected to a power source and extend out the rear of the instrument. There are 88 wires in total. In the case of the devil's piano, these 88 wires are connected to electrodes which are inserted into the victim's muscles with aluminium needles. These wires are not complete electrical circuits, however. To complete the circuit, the wires must make contact with their corresponding hammer, which has been rigged with a second conducting wire. When a key is pressed, the hammer strikes the cord to temporarily close the circuit and jolts the victim with an electrical pulse. Each key of the piano produces a different level of voltage. Keys at the lower end of the scale produce low voltage shocks. Higher notes produce greater voltage. The electrical output of the 88 wires is not substantial enough to outright kill a fully grown adult. As the devil's piano is played, the victim at the rear of the instrument is subjected to a series of shocks varying in their voltage with each note. In the single case that the piano was used, its creator subjected his wife to the torment of his vile creation. Reports indicate that the song chosen by the electrician 
was an instrumental rendition of Rezzo Cerezzi's Gloomy Sunday. <laughs> 